1: 6:30, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad.
2: And the Oilers have a shorthanded breakaway. Zach Hyman for the lead shoots and scores. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, McDavid, left circle, cross ice. What time? Score. This game is tied.
1: Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Oh, good evening, everybody.
3: Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins once again tonight, tomorrow Thursday, and then we got the Elks game on Friday. The 6-0 Winnipeg Blue Bombers come to town. Will not be an easy task at all. The Elks have won two of their last three games. It's a game you can catch right here on 630. Chad, countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott will be at 530. Of course, Blake Dermott will be around, and then Morley Scott and myself will be uh, along with the call at 7 the clock. As far as the uh, Elks on field today, no real change at all from yesterday's uh, uh, what happened on the field and the injury report. So that means Darrell Walker out with that hip and groin injury. Uh, don't expect him to play Kyle Loxley with a hamstring issue. So uh, they're going to be a little thin at the quarterback spot, even though they will be able to address two or three. Um, but they're going to be pretty thin at the quarterback spot with uh, Mike Beaudry backing up the starter, Taylor Cornelius. Uh, and then, and for the receiving core, we'll see how it looks, you know, they're going to be a little bit thin as well, uh, on the receiving court. Oh, well, they do have Kenny Lawler and we'll talk more about Kenny Lawler here in a moment who had, uh, a big, a big outing against the, uh, Montreal Alouettes last week in 32 31 win. Uh, the Elks, as I mentioned, have won two of their last three games, but, uh, we knew yesterday, Trey Watson, the, uh, new middle linebacker who only lasted, uh, I don't even think he lasted a half of football uh, in Montreal. He's out for a while with a knee injury, so that means last year's most outstanding rookie nominee for the Elks, Niles Morgan, will make his debut in the linebacking core as a starter. And we know Deron Carter will likely play. And don't know if he'll start necessarily, but he will be in uh, a lot of different packages and uh, utilized in a number of different ways. I think it's the exact quote from uh, head coach Chris Jones. So uh, as far as the Elks are concerned, pretty much status quo from uh, from yesterday. So uh, we know uh, they'll have a change up front as well. Uh, Nick Coe, uh, he's out uh, long-term with a hamstring injury. So Keyshawn Luthor, Luthor South will play. Uh, he'll make his debut. He'll play at UCLA for about four seasons. So we'll see uh, another defender. I mean, I don't know how many de- uh, de- different defenders they have had this year, but it's a lot. Uh, And, of course, a change in the secondary because Jalen Collins, I didn't mention this yesterday, but you may have seen it on the weekend, that he's been released as well after playing six games. And someone who I thought would have a little better success here considering he only played five games last year in a playoff game for the Argos under then-defense, according to Chris Jones, but uh, did not really translate at all to the field this year. So not sure if the... The rule change with the hash marks being squeezed together—if that kind of affected him a little bit—I'm not sure, but didn't see the best out of Jalen Collins. So uh, expect a new corner to line up on Friday. Who that new corner is—I'm not overly sure yet, but uh, we'll uh, we'll find out as we get closer as uh, as the, the uh, week week uh, rolls on. Uh, Mention Kenny Lawler. He is one of the top performers of the week in the Canadian Football League. After uh, an interesting night for Kenny Lawler, we'll hear from him later in the half hour, but uh, he had seven catches for 92 yards. He was targeted much more and also scored a touchdown his third of the year. That, uh, that tied the game uh, for the Elks before Sergio Castillo uh, booted the game-winning field goal, or a point after, excuse me. But Lawler, he drew 108 yards in penalties in pass interference calls to uh, Wesley Sutton, who was called three times for uh, defensive pass interference. So that's a little bit of a different night. So uh, Waller, for the first time this season, and a member of the Edmonton Elks has been named the top performer of the week. Uh, other top performers, a former Elk, that's uh, Winnipeg wide receiver Greg Ellingson, who caught 11 passes for 152 yards in the Bombers' 26-19 win over the Calgary Stampeders last Friday. Bombers, as I mentioned, 6-0. and and also Dane Evans, a uh, top performer of the week. That held, he helped the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats to their first win of the season on Saturday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Also tonight, it's the Major League Baseball All Star Game taking place at Dodger Stadium for the first time since 1980, which is uh, hard to believe. Clayton Kershaw is starting for the National League. There are two members of the Toronto Blue Jays in the starting lineup for the American League. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. will start or will uh, bat fourth. And Alejandro Kirk, the catcher, who is probably the biggest surprise out of uh, any All-Star this year, he's going to bat ninth. So we'll keep you posted on the All-Star game. Also tonight, the Edmonton Stingers, are playing the Scarborough Shooting Stars in the uh, CEBL tonight, the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Now, the Stingers clinched a playoff spot a couple nights ago with a win over the Hamilton Honey Badgers. So they're in fourth right now. In fifth are the Shooting Stars. So a win tonight by the Shooting Stars, and they could surpass the uh, Stingers for fourth in the league. So that has, has been kind of a different year for the Stingers for sure. Uh, but uh, they made the playoffs. And uh, they are going back. And, of course, of a the two-time defending uh, CEBL champion. So we'll keep an eye on that game as well. Tonight on the show, we'll be joined by Jarius Jackson after 6.30. He is the Elks pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And he's been busy. <laughs> he's been quite busy this year having all those quarterbacks in camp to begin with. And now having to deal with uh, several starting quarterbacks. I mean, Nick Arbuckle, Trey Ford, now Taylor Cornelius, who didn't play, didn't even dress in the first five games. We'll talk to Jerry Jackson about that. After seven o'clock, we'll head to Regina and we'll talk with uh, Saskatchewan Roughriders analyst for CJME radio in Regina and former seven year offensive lineman in the Canadian football league, including right here in Edmonton, Belton Johnson. Riders are interesting. They're, they're a, Interesting case study the last couple of weeks with the Garrett Marino situation and how Craig Dickinson, their head coach, has come out and, I mean, he he stood up for the player. I don't think he necessarily liked the actions, but he, you know, I think his comments were a little sloppy in trying to uh, trying to defend Garrett Marino. Uh, and then Duke Williams talked about it last night. I mean, he swung a helmet at Shaq Richardson before the game started in the touchdown Atlantic with the uh, Argos winning that game on Saturday. It's like, what's going on here? All this started. is Is Greg Nicholson losing a bit of control? And oh, there's a bit of a COVID outbreak. Several players have tested positive for COVID since coming back from Touchdown Atlantic. They didn't practice today out of abundance of caution. They're expected to practice tomorrow, but we haven't received an update officially, so perhaps no news is good news. And the uh, 2022 Alberta Hall of Fame Inductees were announced and uh, several good names Ken Hitchcock, Cassie Campbell Pascal, and we'll talk to another great name. That's Dr. Randy Gregg, who we had on this show many, many times. And uh, of course, uh, now managing director for the uh, Edmonton Riverhawks in the West Coast League, and that has been a real hit so far. And the uh, Riverhawks are in Kelowna tonight. They'll be back home on Friday at Remax Field, but of course, Former Edmonton Oilers, five-time Stanley Cup champion with the Oilers, and a U of A Golden Bear alum. And it's kind of interesting because he was studying medicine at the U of A, and hockey was just kind of his side gig. Well. Things kind of got reversed for a while for Dr. Randy Gregg. Played in the Olympics, played two, as a matter of fact, including uh, the 1988 Olympics in Calgary. So we'll talk to him about that. 780-496-0063, that is the uh, hotline number to call or text. That is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. It is Coming up to 615. It's Campbell in for Wilkins this
0: week on Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
3: Inside Sports, back in a moment.
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers.
2: From the 11-yard line, Cornelius throws to the... Zone. Gather up Edmonton, touchdown Elks. Kenny Lawler has it in the end zone, and the Elks have tied this game at 31. Sergio Castillo. Este bueno. And the Elks take the lead. With four minutes and eight seconds to go, it is now 32 31.
3: Well, there's a well-rounded Morley Scott Maybe a little Spanish there as well. <laughs> and he hit the, when Sergio Castillo hits the uh, winning point after. That's impressive, eh, Colin Kennedy? That's impressive.
2: He continues to amaze me every season we do games. He busts something out of the playbook that I completely <laughs> don't expect. And then I'm sitting at home at the end of the night and just like, yeah, he's pretty good at what he does. He's, he's he just pretty leaves good, you. So.
3: Amazed and perplexed all at the same time, right? So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing what we like to do best. or perplexed,
2: I guess. If we want to combine the two <laughs> words, I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking about the uh, the night that Kenny Lawler had, which uh, led him to a CFL top performer of the week honor, along with uh, the Bombers' uh, Greg Ellingson and Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Dane Evans. But seven catches, ninety-two yards, and a touchdown but it could have been a lot more. He drew 108 yards of pass interference penalties to Wesley Sutton, who had a nightmarish night trying to cover uh, Kenny Lawler. And uh, Lawler talked
1: about drawing so many pass interference yards. I've never seen that many yards. I've never gotten that many penalty calls. Um, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, um, if, you, if the ball's in the air, it's either got to be a P.I. or a catch, and uh, it was a P.I., so, you know, we'll take it. we we'll take it either way, any way we can get. I guess it shows that you're doing something right, right? Yeah, it does. You know, when uh, the defense is, uh, or the defender is, you know, kind of scared out his pants, and, uh, you know, he decides the P.I., you know, it, it benefits us, and uh, I, can't, I can't complain at all. Yeah, Lawler looked like a basketball player taking a charge.
3: That's what it looked like to me. And the last two uh, pass interference calls on Sutton, I mean, Sutton, he uh, laid in a really uh, couple of good licks. Cross body Sutton. block,
2: uh, Dave Campbell. It yeah. Like, it felt like I was watching SummerSlam <laughs> 92 between Bret Hart and the Bulldog again.
3: That's a good description, my man. That's a good description for sure. But. You know, it, it's 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 tough out there at times, and uh, for a receiver, and he, he does something that not all receivers do, but you should do. If the ball is underthrown a bit, and Taylor Cornelius, as well as he played, underthrew a few balls, which which you expect. I mean, every quarterback does. But when you underthrow, uh, when you're a receiver dealing with an underthrown ball, that's why you stop and you go towards the football because the defensive back doesn't have time to react. So, and that's where you draw a pass interference call. And Kenny Lawler was really good at it. I've never seen that before. One receiver drawing that many pass interference a yardage. I mean, that's a whole football field, 108 yards. That's a whole football field. That's amazing. Now, the the uh, the Elks 0-3 start, but they have won two of their last three games. And Kenny Lawler says, yeah, we're starting to figure it out.
1: Uh, the feeling's good, man. Uh, you know, we, uh, we even though we was losing 0-3 the first uh, three starts, you know, we kind of uh, we tried to, uh, you know, look at all the positives. Uh, we seen even though we were losing, we were still trending in a great direction when we throw that film, and uh, you know that's everything we want to we want we want to keep doing. We want to keep trending in that direction. We want to build off of wins, uh, build off a of good gameplay, and um, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. And facing his former
3: team. In the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and in the offseason, I remember speaking with Kenny Lawler was part of a Zoom call uh, with uh, with the media because he was the uh, biggest prize in free agency. And as far as money and dollars are concerned, for sure, uh, $300,000, no signing bonus that that turned a lot of heads. And boy, Chris Jones is spending a lot of money on this guy who was the only receiver in a 14 game uh, shortened season in 2021 in the CFL to crack the 1000 yard barrier. I believe he had 1,014 yards and six touchdowns, but the Bombers didn't really talk to him in the off season. It's kind of like the Andrew Harris situation; they just let him walk. And uh, Lawler knows the Bombers very, very well. And you know, football is not a lot on sentimentality for football players; they just go out and play. But uh, he talks about facing his old team for the
1: first time on Friday. Well, you know, I know Winnipeg; I played there. Uh two years, three years, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I know I know a lot of those guys personally. I know, you know, what they're what those guys are being taught. And, you know, you know, preseason's preseason, more so evaluation. Now, you know, everything's at stake, you know, you know, Winnipeg, they want to go know each week. And, you know, they've been doing that each week. And, you know, those guys come out, they play a tough game, hard fought game. They're going to smack us in our mouth every play. But, you know, we got to match that. We got to match that energy. When they hit us, we got to hit them back. And, you know that's what's gonna keep us in the game. If we're playing timid, we're playing scared. Um, you know that's gonna you know uh, cause us to you know start making errors and start falling behind the scoreboard. But if we come in and play a hard physical game, man, that gives us the best uh, the best opportunity.
3: Yeah, they still have the two bookends on the uh, on the D line in Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. Uh, Madam Big Hill has been really, really good again this year the front seven is solid their secondary i would say it's a little more leakier than in the past but they seem to give up a lot of yards but they still do not give up a lot of points then he got the flip side zach caleros is leading the league in passing yards 1536 he has nine touchdown passes that's second in the league behind nathan Rourke. the one thing they don't do very well is they don't run the football as well as they used to with andrew harris they're using uh, Brady Oliveira. They're using uh, Johnny Augustine in the uh, as far as the Canadians are concerned. But, yeah, they don't really run the football like they used to. Receiving yards? Well, guess who's leading the league? Craig Ellingson, which a lot of Elks fans, Kellen, are going to go, oh, that, that one hurts. Yeah. That one hurts a
2: lot. Yeah, but uh, it takes all us that, hey, we're only in July, so <laughs> we'll, we'll exactly. see what happens in October and September. If he's still in the mix, exactly. uh, you know, and around Labor Day and that stuff, and there's no reason why he shouldn't, uh, then it might be a little bit of an oof moment. But uh, for right now, uh, you know, geez, we're only, what, five weeks in,
3: six weeks in? That's still early ish, so. Yeah. But, you know, hey, impressive, impressive. I, I know Ellingson was a player I would have uh, signed back, and uh, I believe there was a bit of a conversation, but according to Ellingson, it didn't go the way he liked. So, anyway, Kenny Lawler, by the way, is fifth in receiving, 384 yards. And Taylor Cornelius has thrown him a touchdown pass. So has straightforward. So has Nick Arbuckle. It's been uh, quite the year for quarterbacks uh, so far with the Edmonton Elks we'll talk with Jerry Jackson the QB's coach and the pass game coordinator for your Edmonton Elks coming up after the news it's Campbell in for Wilkie this week on Inside Sports glad to be here
1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad